Hi everybody, and welcome to the very first episode of At The Table, a food and drink podcast done by myself, Harry. And me, Phoebe. (laughs) We are two students uh, studying French at ULIP, and we're here to talk about food and drink stuff. Pretty much, That's that's the plan. So we thought for the first episode it would make a lot more sense to do a kind of introductory episode so people can get to know about us and our kind of relationship with food and drink and yeah kind of saves like people trying to figure out who we are they can just come back to this episode and Mm. know who we are from then on in or why they should listen to us oh why they should listen to us (laughs) yeah because i can certainly babble about food that's for sure uh would you like me to go first i don't mind lovely uh hi everyone i'm harry i talk quite loud as you can tell um so my story with food is i guess quite a run-of-the-mill story there's nothing too spectacular about it i grew up in a little old city called worcester uh most people don't know where it is over here so it's quite funny to explain the sauce and all of that say it's made here like oh what's the shit sauce yeah or if not just say it's near birmingham and you get by so lovely little uh lovely little place uh quite like sizable when there's enough going on but obviously it's not london or paris or anything like that so the scale is uh, quite interesting anyway uh when it comes to me and food we have a very nice relationship uh food and i Um, when I was growing up, uh, food was very much quite an important part of mine as well as my family's life. We were always kind of encouraged to be at the dinner table for things, even if like I was five or six and didn't really have too much of an exciting day to talk about at school. Like, oh, I did English and maths again. Um, I like, it was always an important part to like of our day to sit down at the table with everyone so me my brother my mum and my dad and just appreciate a good family meal and that's still a thing what like 14 15 years on to be honest it's whenever i go back home regardless of whatever we've been doing in the day we will always be together for breakfast for lunch and for dinner and that's I think quite an important kind of value I guess we have like to be able to still hold stuff like that um outside of actual kind of dinner table sort of stuff we also grew up on a boatload of food programs um can't believe how many like shows there are about food because we basically watched near enough all of them it's (laughs) it's a bit ridiculous how many there actually are and yeah we've basically stumbled across all of them or we'll see it advertised part way through another show like oh we've got to add that to the list it's like no mum we, <laughs> we watch enough um so yeah grew up on things like master chef uh bake off all various other food programs ready steady cook uh saturday kitchen of course uh all the, all the classics um so really enjoyed them and kind of a few years on I guess when I was a bit older and I was able to kind of appreciate food a bit more Uh, my taste buds kind of developed a bit so I was able to 
enjoy a lot more things. We were able to go out. Uh, there's a number of decent restaurants in Worcester. You maybe wouldn't think it on first glance, but there's, there's actually quite a few good sort of variety of things. So we were always encouraged to try new places or we'd hear about new places opening and we try and go and visit them as as often as we could to a support local business but b also just to try different things and it's i think an important thing to try different uh cuisines and such um i think also part of that is you would see i think this applies to a lot of people where you would see your parents maybe eating or drinking something and you'd be like oh what, what are you eating there like that looks quite interesting i haven't seen that before and then they'd be like oh it's this you should try it uh so very much keen on that also just because it was more food so i wasn't really gonna argue like oh is that going or you can't finish your plate don't worry harry the hoover will that'll be that'll be fine um then not really much happened in high school and sixth form when it came to food but university was sort of where it, the interest kind of re-emerged for me i I think partway through my second year began a like foodie Instagram, which I'll probably plug a number of times throughout this show. And I've really enjoyed doing that. I The premise is basically to go out to different places in Paris and try a number of different food spots as I refer to them as. So sometimes that'll be just me or sometimes that'll be with friends. Phoebe and I did one uh, about a year ago. I think it's, oh God, it's, been, that it's been that long, yeah. Wow. We went to a vegan cafe in the third arrondissement, which was very nice, oh, as far as nice. I can remember. It was a vegan hot dog. Mm -hmm. That was cool. That wasn't my vegan hot dog, but it looked really good. It was really good. There, yeah. was, also, there was also a vegan bakery on that road. Oh, yeah. Is mm -hmm. that Cloud Cakes? Yeah. That, oh, that is Cloud Cakes. It's also very good. Yes, that's on my list, the extensive list of places I need to try. Um, so there was that. Uh, when I was at home, kind of, for my first two years, I lived with a host family. And the dynamic was quite nice, but more often than not, I would be just kind of in my room uh, when I wasn't, like, studying or I wasn't out with friends and things like that. So I would normally pull up YouTube and stumble across plethora of like food shows on youtube which has opened up a whole different kind of dimension for me outside of like the master chef and stuff i grew on uh, grew up on as as a kid so things like first we feast where they have hot ones which is quite uh, a popular show now uh things like the burger show is quite good uh binging with babish as well which phoebe is a, a mega fan i'd yeah, probably argue yeah. <laughs> Not to expose you or anything there, but I, I think it'd be uh, wrong to discount that. Mm -hmm. So, great shows like that. And also now that I'm living on my own, I'm dabbling in cooking more and more. Not very good, but I'm, I'm trying to learn and hopefully it gets better. Maybe once I graduate, I can kind of give it a bit more time and actually kind of hone the craft a bit because I would like to be really good at cooking because my mum's a really good cook my mum's partner's a really good cook my brother's a really good cook my dad was a really good cook basically everyone around in my family is really good and then I'm just there like I'm a really good eater <laughs> does that does that suffice maybe I don't know but yeah 
that's basically my story. Ta-da. Uh, who's next? Phoebe, okay. how about cool. you? Um, so I probably am more on the cooking side rather than the eating side. Mm. I would say that I probably started out with, you know, going to like my grandparents' house and baking with my grandmas. And they both sort of used to go up against each other of like what we would bake. So my grandma had to call the other grandma and say, Ellie, which is my younger sister, Ellie's just told me that we bake cakes and biscuits at Grandma Sheila's house. Why can't we do that here? And it was a whole thing. So, um, yeah, I learned to cook off my grandparents, basically. Um, my mum obviously learned to cook off my grandma but somehow it slipped away um oh, oh no <laughs> uh, and she did go to like a culinary college but you Ooh. know things are things get busy and um life gets in the way life gets in the way and basically for one year of my childhood i'm pretty sure we had lasagna every single night for tea Whoa. so now my sister and i are so traumatized that we won't you eat never it. Have it um <laughs> Damn. but um yeah, we started with learning how to cook with our grandparents and just sort of being involved in that process. So then when I moved away to university, I had more opportunity to cook for myself because both my parents were really good cooks, so they never really wanted us to cook because it was both, it was like their way to like unwind at the mm. end of the day. And I suppose it's also become my way to unwind and... When I was in my first year, well, first and second year of university, I um, started to, like, experiment for myself with food. I lived on my own, so basically I would make sure that I was cooking every evening because it was something to do to take mm. up the time um, and started sort of experimenting with vegan food. I'm a bit more perhaps vegetarian, flexitarian now. <laughs> Um, but it was really important for me to like learn loads of different types of food, how to cook them, so that I had like a good variety. Because you know, um, I feel like you get the same like five different meals from your parents because obviously they have a lot to think about. But mm -hmm. as I had a lot of time, um, that's how I sort of got into it. But when I was in college before the cooking, I did baking a lot and was sort of known for making really cool cakes and decorating them and stuff I even tried to make macarons before I moved here some of them were like rock hard and you could <laughs> barely get your teeth through them eventually I got I got uh, pretty good at them mm. and my mum's friend um, who has to eat gluten free she could have them because there's no gluten in them so she would just eat them up. So whether they were rock hard or actually edible, she was willing to participate in taste testing. So I did start a baking Instagram that I definitely need to restart. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I've start I've started living with other people this year, and we all like to cook together and try and make different things. We've been making sushi recently. Mm. We made like the TikTok feta pasta <laughs> that was we'll really, that. really good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so basically just for me, food is like a 
an important part of like relaxing it's like a good hobby for me that will get me fed um and <laughs> yeah um my partner also really loves cooking so when we were together over christmas we did lots of cooking together of different things but I still think I'm the better cook, and uh, somehow he might dispute that. Well, he's not here to uh, ah. say anything. So, um, <laughs> um, but yeah, basically, just that's it. That's basically it for me. Wow, that was that was a lot more like succinct and concise, I think, than mine was. Mine was like, let me tell you about my town and how the grass grows and all of that. <laughs> Yours was like, boom, boom, boom. Here's all my stuff. Mm. That's, yeah, I didn't know a lot of that. I'm really intrigued, if I may ask follow-up questions. Yeah. What's the deal with the lasagna? <laughs> the lasagna? So, oh, my goodness. Tell me more. So, basically, I think my mum learned how to cook lasagna this one time. Mm. And then really liked it. So, she just made it basically every night. But the problem was that um, she would burn the top layer every single time that oh, she no. made it. <laughs> So not only oh, no. could we not eat it now, when we ate it then, it was basically inedible and you had to take off the whole first layer oh, before you could eat no. it. Oh, um, no. That's rough. But, you know, she tried her best. And mm. now she loves to make a pasta bake. My mum loves mm. a pasta bake. In the summer, we always have, um, like, crusty bread and a cooked chicken from Asda. I mean, Ooh. I don't anymore because I don't eat meat anymore, but... Um, that used to be the typical thing. She just has these fixations. Ooh. So lasagna was a fixation <laughs> for a whole year. She says it wasn't a whole year, but my sister and my dad and I all agree that it was basically a whole year of lasagna mm. and not even well-cooked <laughs> lasagna. <laughs> I feel like as you were there, you would hope that you would kind of know and maybe she's just been busy with life and has just thought like, I don't think it was a year, was it? It wasn't, it, was it can't year. have been that bad. <laughs> Surely. Yeah. Gosh. A year of lasagna. I mean I like lasagna, yeah, but I don't think I could I don't think I could have anything for a year straight. No, it was rough. It was rough. It sounds rough. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I I'd like to apologize now to you and your family for that. I'm sure yeah. there are there are other great dishes out there, but yeah, lasagna's just yeah. Maybe not. And then people talk about how lovely lasagna is, and I'm sure it's lovely if it's it done if it's done well. But yeah. <laughs> I really hope my mum doesn't listen to this. <laughs> but she knows. Hi, Phoebe's mum. Yep. <laughs> she knows. Um, she knows now for sure. She knows. We've told her. Okay. Made it clear. Uh, this is the final time. Mm. I just set the record straight. Yeah. It was bad. We're sorry. Please don't make lasagna. Don't make again. lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> or just like use a different recipe or maybe have someone else with you or something. I don't know. Uh, or turn the heat down. In the oven. Like, it's not that hard. Like, <laughs> my sister, turn the heat down. This is just going to turn into me talking about my mum being No, no, it's cook. fine. Um, my sister, over the summer you know mm. we were in lockdown or whatever my yeah. mum was making like roast dinners but she would fully burn like the roast potatoes like it was like we could have taken coal off the fire and eaten it and we wouldn't oh, have been gosh. able to tell the difference Jeez. And my sister was mortified she was like what if friends come over and we have to give them charcoal potatoes 
<laughs> and I was like, well, for one, we're in a pandemic anyway, mm. so no one's going to be coming over. But essentially, my mum's excuse was she hadn't got used to our new oven. But for context, we've had our new oven for like two years now. So it's not so that I feel new. that she should know. Mm. Uh, so, yes, I didn't really learn any cooking off my mum. And I taught my sister how to cook. So <laughs> <laughs> just sort of bypassed that. But yeah. she's, she's, good, she's good at a pasta bake. She can make a good roast as long as she doesn't cremate the potatoes. Mm. And... Yeah. Gosh. I think baking is probably her strong suit. Like yeah, I feel like that's baking. maybe like once you know it. I mean, I'm not a baker personally because I wouldn't consider myself a cook. I'm a good eater. That's how I label myself. <laughs> but yeah, baking with something that I see and like there is an art to it. I get that. But I guess maybe, I don't know, is that a little easier? than cooking i don't know i don't know i feel like there's more there's more hmm yeah i don't know because we had a running joke in my flat that Mm. (laughs) it was the first time i used the oven so it was that i wasn't used to it yeah yeah. so basically i'd made so it's really difficult to get self-raising flour here in france but i found that at m&s which does it in tiny packs, or Asian supermarkets, they do mm-hmm. self-raising flour. Yep. Before I knew this, I was having to add baking powder to things, and baking powder and I do not get along. <laughs> I always add too much. Oh, no. It always just tastes like baking powder. Mm. And, um, yeah, basically I made a cake once for the girls because they wanted cake, but I completely burnt it, and oh, I sank no. the sponge, and it just tasted like bicarbonate of soda and it was horrible but oh, basically no. um jerry who was staying with us at the time was like you can't sink a sponge and i was like watch me and it's exactly <laughs> what happened um so i feel like baking should be easier but mm. when it goes wrong it goes wrong yeah yeah was okay follow up okay which was worse the lasagna that your mum made or that cake? The cake. The cake. The cake. Yeah. Bevan, bless her, just covered it in jam and she was like, yeah, it, it's fine. Right. Yeah. She was like, it's it's nice if you cover it with jam. What a legend. <laughs> <laughs> Slap some jam on that and that'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Jeez. I, I guess that's a good way to kind of just cover anything. I think I've had that previous with like things that are burnt. You just slap something else on yeah and it probably masks the flavor just enough mm-hmm. i think i don't know like i'm not a, obviously a huge fan of burnt items i don't <laughs> food think items. anyone is they're not good no. for you well some people talk about like my head of sick form like it, it was an odd bloke he was a nice guy but sometimes an odd bloke and he would always talk about like like for us being late or whatever and it's like, oh, you got to make sure you're in at like 8.30 instead of sat at home with your burnt toast watching Jeremy Kyle. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you're saying this a lot. Is this like a, is this a habit? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know if you're putting yourself through the torture of burnt toast. Like, I've had burnt toast and it's not fun. Like, I'm sure a lot of people have had burnt toast or tried to make toast and it goes awry. But it's, it's just a bit rank. 
I don't know if, yeah. like, because obviously you can change the settings and things, and some people will just go for, like, cremation mm-hmm. on the setting. But I did, I went through a phase at the start of lockdown at just being a terrible cook. Like, oh. I think it was just, that was all you could do, and so I became terrible at it. And I was living with Abby at the time, mm. bless her, and I'd made, like, carbonara one night, and I'd put way too much salt in it. It was impossible to eat. Oh, we no. were both drinking milk, like, <laughs> trying to get oh, rid no. of the saltiness. And then on top of it, I burnt the pasta. Like, I didn't know that you could burn pasta. Oh, but no. I burnt the pasta to the bottom of the pan because I didn't put enough Holy moly. hot water in it. So I just became a terrible cook. So maybe, I don't know, I, I have sympathy for my mum. I can see how it happens. Mm. I'm glad we've come full circle now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can see how it happened. But yeah, it just wasn't pleasant. Mm. But yeah, you can burn anything, apparently. You can burn anything. Yeah, potatoes, pasta, lasagna, toast. Lasagna. There's a good variety there. But I actually, I made a lasagna when I was living with Abby. Oh. Just to see, like, if if I could actually handle it. And it was fine. So you can, like, have it... I can have it. Now. Yeah. Obviously, you would have not meat in it. You would have yeah. something else or, like, a, a meat or... Soy mints and things. Stuff like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the lasagna was fine. Mm. It was, It didn't taste like what my mum's tasted like. <laughs> you didn't well. burn the top, so it actually was, like, edible. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Cool. I think that's a um a lovely place to maybe call our first episode. Thank you very much if you made it to the end. Uh, very much appreciate that. Hopefully we will have more episodes in the future. Um, don't know whereabouts you guys are listening from, but hopefully you're safe and well. COVID still sucks. Uh, we're seeing light at the end of the tunnel, but just make sure you stay in safe and keeping your distance and washing your hands and that. Yeah, remember to sing happy birthday every time you wash your hands. Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if it's your birthday as well. That's all the more reason to, uh, yeah. to sing it. Isn't that fun? It is. But thank you very much. This has been At The Table with Harry and Phoebe. Have a fun rest of your day, week, month or year. Cool. Bye. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>